Welcome back to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singlehood. Welcome back to Hashtag Single. Jeanette here, your host. So excited to bring you a brand new episode. I know you know how excited I am because this has been a rare gift this year, but I'm so excited to have two badass, awesome, independent, strong, fun, single people in my life. And one of whom is very kind of pseudo famous. So I've mentioned my friend Greg on this podcast many, many times because Greg was the whole reason I started this damn podcast. I would tell him and his now ex-girlfriend all these crazy dating stories. And Greg was the one that was like, you need to start a podcast. So um, I know it's taken me a century, but Greg's on the podcast with me as my voice of the patriarchy. Greg, thank you for being here. You are welcome to and Greg recently introduced me to his friend Tara, who I met uh, last weekend, two weekends ago. We went to the Hamptons, as you do as single New York women. Um, we went to the Hamptons for two days, courtesy of Greg. Um, and that's where we met. We hung out. We bonded over single stuff. So Tara, I'm so excited to talk more with you about hashtag single stuff. Thanks, Jeanette. Excited to be here. And um, can I can we talk about the elephant in the room really quickly before we get started? Ooh, what's the elephant in the room? The elephant in the room is your backstory. <laughs> so Tara and Greg met on a dating app. And then even though they didn't find it was a romantic match, managed to become friends out of that, which I think is the coolest story ever. Sorry, I just hijacked your story a little bit. But <laughs> you told it beautifully. I mean, that's basically it. We met on a dating app, went on a few dates, had a great time, and then realized we had a lot in common. And although there wasn't like a romantic connection there for a long-term thing, we became good friends. And that's that was a few years ago. That was that was pre-COVID, right? It's yeah, like, the, it was November. Uh, yeah. 2019, something like that, or September. What I'm is that? Or do you none remember? of us have any idea. <laughs> We're like, was it two years? Was it one year? We have no idea. Um, I think that's a really cool story. And if we have time, we'll come back to it because I think a lot of us are, you know, dating with the intention of finding a romantic connection, but like that's something that you can't predict or force. And sometimes when you meet someone, it's just not there. But managing to turn it into a friendship, I think is very, very difficult. And few of us have been able to do it. So you guys have, I think that's so cool. Teach us all of your ways. But before we do that, Greg, mm -hmm. you know, the rules of the podcast, mm -hmm. because you were here from the very beginning. So you're gonna <laughs> sit back and shut up. And at some point, uh, when Tara and I are ready, we're gonna ask you to rejoin the conversation and share all of your thoughts that you have bubbling up inside during this entire convo. Okay, I am very you familiar ready? with the process. Let's let's do it. <laughs> He's like, I signed the verbal contract. <laughs> Great. Uh, cool. Tara, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Okay, so this is how I begin every, uh, and it, it may sound like a very grand question, but it's just an open-ended question to you. I just ask my female guests, how did you get to this place in your life? Uh, what is your, what is your single story? Oh, man. How long do we have? <laughs> you don't have to start with birth. It's just like, you know, when someone like, like, how did you, how did you get here? Or like, what does yeah. it mean to be single to you right now? Like, where, what's well, your story? 
Well, fortunately, I have this rehearsed because this is a question that I get all the time when I do go on dates um, because I am in my 40s. And for some reason, I think it's a little bit unsettling for some men when a woman is in her 40s and she's never been married, doesn't have kids and is still single. And so I get the question of like, sometimes it's phrased as, well, what's wrong with you? Uh, <gasps> you know, wh why didn't you do it? And so that's all. Those, those dates go well. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, basically, you know, I had lots of relationships just like everybody else. Um, ones that like maybe I thought were going to be that I would end up marrying. But I guess I saw the writing on the wall and decided that it wasn't going to work out. And so just never took it to that step. And yeah, I've been single for a few years. Um, I moved here and when I got here, I didn't know a lot of people. And so I was like okay, well, I'm going to go on dates and see who I can meet. And so I was open to meeting people romantically, but also extending my, building my friend network. So, yeah. I, um, you know, it was great when, when Greg was open to being friends and we were, um, you know, able to build a friendship when I've met people like yourself through him. And yeah, I think that that's been the, the big thing of just having relationships that, you know, were good. They were, they, were, they could have gone on for a few years, but it just never felt like um, the right relationship to take to the next level. Yeah. And then, so when did you move here from Ireland? Uh, well, I'm, I moved to the States from Ireland a long, long time ago. So um, I've been in the States for 20 years, but I moved, I moved to New York in 2018. Where were you before New York? I was in San Francisco. Oh, right. You did mention that. Okay, great. So... And when you moved to San Francisco, you were also, you just like started dating right away or was there a period of adjustment? Because that's oh, a little yeah, actually, well, scary I, to me. Yeah, when I moved to San Francisco, I, um, I did start dating right away. I was there a month. I met someone. Um, like within uh, a month of you arriving? I, maybe it wasn't a month. I'm trying to think. No, I was there for a few months. No, actually, okay. I'll take it back. I was there. I was there for six months and I met somebody in my last month there. And um, then I went home to Ireland for a month and we stayed in contact and I had already decided that I wanted to stay in San Francisco. Um, I had a lot of my friends were staying there. And so I went back and we ended up dating for like, almost two years. And yeah, then, you know, we were pretty young in our 20s. Um, didn't work out, but we're also good friends, strangely enough. You're still <laughs> so, friends with him. I am. Yeah. That's so unusual you must i know you must have some magical quality that i i do not have no don't worry <laughs> i have a lot of enemy exploitations too <laughs> <laughs> okay good thank god um no i find that i find, I find that very brave and very vulnerable also like i feel like i get a lot of messages from people that are like hey i'm here for a week or i'm here for a month and uh i think they do it because as you said, maybe they don't know anyone or they're lonely and they're bored. And my instinct is to be like, I don't want to date someone who's not settled here. Yeah. So when you didn't know your future, I think that's very brave to like go out and be like, well, what what happens if I actually I mean, it's unheard of. But what if I meet someone I actually want to fall in love with um, that makes that changes my life plan before I know if I want to commit to San Francisco or the United States or what, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think like, you know, would I make that decision now in my 40s? It might make make a different decision, but definitely in my 20s, it was more about just living in the moment. Totally. You know, totally. Marriage. And you're not, you're not thinking, right. You're like, if I meet someone, the likelihood I'm going to get married is like, probably you're like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Let's see and what happens. I was always somebody who was like, believes that nobody should get married in their twenties, which I still stand by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only because I've sat on the sidelines and, and watched my friends 
um, who got married in their 20s. <laughs> so um, it's been interesting, I guess, like when you're when you don't get married and you know, you have your 20s, everyone's out partying, then your 30s, people start getting married, then your 40s, they start getting divorced. So you see, like, <laughs> you're like, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> not, every, when, not everyone. I'm not a total. No, city. not everyone. But I love when married people are like, um, I I think I'm not married people, divorced people are like, I think I'm going to go on a dating app. But like, what do I wear on dates? Or like, they say, like, what are the bars to go out to now? And it's like, oh, it's so cute. Like, you left the world for a little bit. Like, what I know when you I were know. married, you you forgot how to dress and you didn't you guys didn't go out in public. You have no idea how to act around other people. It's really funny to me. Yeah. Well, that's the cool thing about life. I think you have to, different stages and, you know, people go through them at different times. So, yeah, it keeps it exciting. Yeah, absolutely. OK, so then so you moved from San Francisco to New York with, and that was after the breakup. Am I missing a bunch? Uh, of I mean, there's a there's a bunch of relationships in there. Um, OK, yeah. So moved here. Primarily, I was just ready for a change. Um, just, you know, I had come to New York a lot, but never thought I would live in New York. And then I spent a weekend in Brooklyn and I was like, oh, I could do this. Um, it seemed more my speed. So yeah, decided to to move. Uh, just I had been in San Francisco for a long time and I was ready for a change. Um, and lots of people were like, you're crazy moving at your age. You know, it's going to be so hard to build a friend network. And um they were right <laughs> that, that it's, oh. but it's, but I, it's, it's slowly built over time. I mean, I did have COVID, you know, drop into the middle of it. So that really, um, you know, put it into your life pause. plans. Yes. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. You know, I became really good friends with myself, <laughs> dancing around my apartment. Yeah. Like everybody else did. For um, every, it was hard on all the single people. We all were like, what? what's going right? on <laughs> exactly i think everyone was talking about well i'm stuck with my husband and my children and i was like i'm just stuck with myself like, yeah all the people that like, are inside my head <laughs> it's like i'm so jealous of you and i'm like are you because i just talk out loud to myself like and it's gotten to the point where i just remember i was in the grocery store once and i i I thought something, I don't even what it was like, oh, I have to go get milk. And then I thought, I think I said that out loud, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I am like, I've gotten to that point of like senility where you say things out loud and you're not sure if you said them or thought them. And I mentioned this to my dad and he was like, oh yeah, your grandma went through that in the later part of her life. <laughs> Oh my God, this there you is go. terrifying. Like you're just, you're alone so much that your voice in your head and your voice out loud are the same thing. Exactly. I know. I went through, uh, I had different phases through COVID, which I think a lot of people did. You know, it was like, started off strong. It was all about, like, got, got my Peloton. I was going to work out. I was going to be the best shaped ever. That lasted a while. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to, like, you know, sit around and drink a little bit. <laughs> Dad's around my kitchen. So we went through different phases. Yeah, absolutely. So is it, was it different dating in New York than it was in San Francisco? I mean, I think you can only move from San Francisco to New York and think, one, that New York is cheap. Because when I first moved here, I was like, wow, it's so cheap. And also you oh can God. think, and you can also think that it's better for dating because, you know, try being a single woman in San Francisco. Um, there is not a lot of single guys there. Um, really? I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of gay guys. Right. So had tons of gay friends, um, which is great. But in terms of like the dating pool... It, you know, it was, it definitely seemed slimmer. It's a smaller city too. It's it's much smaller. So your circles are smaller. Um, and it's also transient. You know, people do the, they, they come and live there for a while and then they're like, oh God, it's so expensive and they leave. Or, okay. you know, they go back to where they're from. 
And there's there's that you don't you didn't experience that here in New York. I mean, not so far. Maybe the transient thing. I haven't experienced that to, uh, so far, but. I will say the thing that has surprised me about New York is like, even though it's bigger and there's more people, like if I'm on a dating app and somebody says that they live like the Upper West Side, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be going that <laughs> So Drew, I went to a dating event, like an in-person dating event on Saturday and I met this guy and I asked him where he lived and, and it was like, he was being cagey about the answer. It turns out that he has an apartment in the Upper West Side, but he like lets it out to a friend because his parents have a house, like a second house uh, in Edison, New Jersey, but they don't live there anymore. So he's living in like a five bedroom house in Edison. And I was like, very confused. Like, yeah, why would you be a single man in a five bedroom house in Edison? He's like, because I have so much space. And I was like, well, how's the dating scene in Edison? Yeah. <laughs> like, meet any babysitters you like? It's just like very suburban family yeah. style. Very like, so if Upper West Side is like a maybe not, like Edison is like a hard that's a no. That's a hard no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't involve New Jersey it. Transit. Exactly. Do I have a ticket on New Jersey Transit to visit you? Mm, no, thank you. Yeah. It's like, can I ride my bike? <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to go back to something that you said, because I think this is really relevant. And it's, it's not, I haven't really talked about this in like super in depth, but you said like, it's unsettling to men to meet women in their 40s who are single. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think maybe unsettling. I mean, I've definitely had that question. Like people, even recently, you know, somebody was like, you know, well, the first date is like, well, well, what's wrong with you? Was but aren't they to... also like in their 40s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. But like this person in particular was um, divorced with kids. So he was just like, he couldn't get his head around the fact that I had decided you know, not to marry. And because of that, like, I, you know, I had a relationship that lasted a long time in my 30s and, you know, that that wasn't one that led to marriage. And so then I didn't have children. So, yeah, he was just, he just kept digging at it. He was like, no, but there must be something wrong with you. He said and that it, word? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and English wasn't his first language in fairness. So, um, you know, maybe it was more like a, you know, give me the benefit of the doubt. But, but it was, but it, but I've, received that question several times where it's like, um, I think it's just like with anything in life, though, if you don't fit into the majority, people are kind of like, they don't really know what to do with you. You know, they're like a hundred percent. It's that that's what it comes down to, because it's like, well, you know, you look normal. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but there must, must be something. something I'm not getting here. Yeah. Yes. There's something that's going to come out. And I'm like, you know. I don't know. I dated people. I mean, to me, for me personally, marriage was never something that I had my sights set on. It wasn't like a big goal of mine. So um, obviously, you know, that's part of it. But yeah, I, ha I get this question a lot. Um, and I, th I think the thing that strikes me, the reason why it bothers me is like, well, you know, if I decided not to marry the person that I pretty much felt like it was going to end in divorce, how is that worse than marrying the person and then getting divorced <laughs> just to like yeah like say like i did it you're like i <laughs> it's something you check off the list right. of life yeah yeah i've just I've traveled to 20 states and yeah i've tried crocodile and yeah i gave marriage a go but was it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so and also you know i would say like in san francisco people 
don't tend to get married. That was one of the things that shocked me when I came here at work. Like people were in their twenties and they were getting married. And I was like, oh, that's like not in San Francisco, people, you know, I think most of my friends got married in their thirties or late thirties. Sure. Um, so it's just a city where people are not so focused on that kind of unit. And yeah. that, that was probably part of it because I, you know, I was there for most of my thirties. And New York's like that too. But at the same time, you said that they're the single, I don't know, I'm like bunch, the single bucket, the, I don't know. The, I'm like the people that you could choose from, uh, and there were not that many options. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's Some people were like in committed relationships, but not necessarily married. Exactly. I think like, yeah, marriage is not something that people are, it's like striving for. It's more, um, at least in the, in the, you know, everything's about your community. So probably in the group of people that I knew. Yeah. And also San Francisco, not unlike New York, is a very career driven city. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe it's interesting, though, that a lot of people were in committed relationships because I, I, I don't have any numbers to prove this, but my sense is that that's not true in New York City. Like there's as many single people as there are in committed relationships. Um, or at least I like read <laughs> once. <laughs> I feel like, do I have a researcher? Excuse me, where's my assistant? Um, I read, I like read in an article. <laughs> I know, like, uh, I'm just making up facts here. But I read once that like 50% of the population in New York City is at any given time single, which is what it feels like to me. So we're just going to go with that as an yeah, actual like fact. Thank you. Feels good. Thanks for backing me up on that. Um, asterisk, not a fact, but we think it might be a fact. So <laughs> um, so it's interesting to me that that San Francisco might be a city that people are like not, don't want to be single even though it's as career oriented as New York is, you know, some say people say that people don't get into committed relationships in New York because their priority is to, is to deal with their career and their environment yeah. first, you know? Yeah. Theory, I think people, theory. yeah. Yeah. There's a whole, like, there's a lot of like differences between East coast, West coast more so than I like much more than I expected. I think, you know, yeah. I'm sure. And I was like, Oh wow, it is actually pretty different. Cause for me, Growing up, I was like, well, everyone's just American. <laughs> everyone's the same. I'm sure. And then but I was wait, like, so like, what were your expectations just in terms of the romantic scene before you came here? Like, tell me what Ireland thinks of like dating in America. Well, okay. So can you represent your well, entire country for us, please? Well, I, yeah, I mean, I was too young, so probably, probably not, but I, I can say, um, what do I think? Oh, yeah, that's. Of what I think about America, that's a whole different thing. But what I was going to say, the Bachelorette, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say is that when I when I moved to New York first, and this is all like about I think dating app algorithms. You know, when you first move to a new area and they surface all of the best people, and you're like, oh my god, everyone here is so hot, and everyone yes. here is so amazing. <laughs> and then you move here, and you're like, oh no, shit, they were just showing me like the best ones to get me sucked in. <laughs> they were they were actually paid models for the app. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's a bunch I of Russian bots, basically. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I feel that all the time, even when I joined like a new dating app. Like the first week, yeah. they're like, oh, this is so much better than whatever else I was just on. And then slowly you start to see the guys in their cars and the guys in the gym. And you're yeah. like, hold up. Yeah, they know what they're doing. <laughs> they're all the same. But it's interesting to me that like, you know, I hear a lot from, and my myself, I hear this, but I hear this a lot from women on my podcast, the whole, like, why are you single? What are, what's wrong with you? What have you done wrong? What have you, like, how'd you skip out mm -hmm. on that section of life? We're like, we're feeling it mostly is coming from other married women and barring that just other women in our world, like family and friends. Mm -hmm. So 
it, not that it hasn't happened to me before, but it is rather fucked up when you meet a guy that you're like literally on a date with or even who is potentially interested <laughs> in you who like wants to. I mean, I, like it's ballsy to say what's wrong with you, period, full stop. Um, but also just even asking women why they're single, because we interpret that as as what's wrong with you, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's not yeah. just like a casual float of like, hey, tell me why you're single. Like, what's going on in your life? It's like a so. Why are you right. single? Exactly. Well, I mean, society has it set that way, right? You're supposed to do all these different things and you reach a certain age and you settle down, you get married, you have kids. So um, I think when you when you don't do that, it's a little bit like, oh, wait a second. That's a little unique. Um, right? And when you don't do it and you're also like fine with it, you know? Right. Like, right. Well, yes, that's like the, the next level, which is like then then you're Jeanette and you're like, actually, I have a podcast, which terrifies men. Um, <laughs> you know, like, Did I talk about this at the dating event? I did. Reader, I did. I, did I invite two men on the podcast. I did. Strategy, not not probably my A game, but it just like happens. It just comes up and I'm not going to apologize for it. You know, I'm yeah. just like this guy was like, why are you so passionate about about dating? like and about being single like that's why he, he's like I could pick up on your energy when you talk about it um and so I was like okay full disclosure <laughs> I love talking about this yeah how do you um, react uh one of the guys was like super into it he was I was asking him okay we'll we'll sidebar we'll come back to you in a moment but I'll just share the story really quick so um I was talking about how um men are really weird about numbers at dating events like you could talk for like three minutes and then they're like i get your number and i don't like to Ew. share my number because i've received a number of unsolicited messages and photos um and i was trying to tell them like we can connect on social media or you can give me your number and i'll just like save it in a notes app um and so i was trying to like I don't even know. I mean, I was like three cocktails in, so I don't know how this conversation started with this poor guy. But I was just like talking about him at the bar. There's no one left at this event. And I was like, why are guys so like precious about getting um, a woman's phone number? And like, why is why is there a mixed dynamic between like women not wanting to give it away and guys being like, that's the only thing I want, you know? Right. Um, or like. Or the opposite sometimes where people are like, want to just only engage with you on the app and don't want to be texting you. Yeah, but I've had that too. And then it's, you know, it's turned out that like, oh, well, they're actually married or there's something. That's right. You know. Well, and I wonder if that's why like guys are like, let me get your number so fast. And then they text you like as they're, as they're standing in front of you to like prove that it's real. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's a whole level of things that they're not thinking about just in terms of like, the way people abuse women's phone numbers and like there's a safety level like someone pointed out to me they're like oh if you put someone's number in your contacts like google is going to process that and send you all sorts of like you guys might know each other on linkedin like that shit's all connected now mm -hmm. you know so you have to be really precious about who you enter into your phone yeah i remember once i got a guy it's like a new year's day or something i got this text message from somebody i, I had no like there was no history or something there and then it was yeah, it was like a message like about like, I've been thinking about you every day. It was like a real stalkery type of thing. And then I was like, who are you? And then it was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. we connected. I was like, who did? I was yeah. like, oh, God, 
never giving my number out again. Oh, yeah. I thought, no, I thought you were going to pull like, oh, like no wrong number kind of thing, which is very clever move in that moment. But yeah, yeah, there's I mean, you ask any woman, I'm sure she has at least four or five stories about like, I gave out my number and I regret it, Mm -hmm. you know. But so, okay, so here's my question. So you said marriage is you're still do you still consider yourself not marriage minded? Yes. Okay. Great. Me too. So I'm glad we're on the same page. Um, we can still be friends. Great. No, uh, here's my question. So like in, in, in conjunction with these weird guys that are like confused why you're single, Mm -hmm. um, there is an assumption, like let's, we're both in our forties, right? So there's going to be an assumption when we meet a guy, um, who is like around our same age that we want to get married or that like that's on the table because of our age. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure babies are part of that conversation too. But before we have the babies, let's just focus on the marriage. So if guys are saying, why are you single? Are you meeting people that are like assuming you are marriage minded before even having that conversation with you? I haven't had that, to be honest. I don't know. Maybe I just come off with someone who's not marriage-minded, but... You came off that no marriage energy. (laughs) Um, I haven't had that so much. I mean, I've had people ask me, you know, I mean... I'm not opposed to it. It's not like it's I'm not like a like a, you know, a hard no. Look, you never know what's going to happen in life. And maybe uh, hopefully, you know, I don't know, you could change your mind. So you have to have an open mind about things. Um, But is it something that I'm like striving towards and feel like I need to achieve for happiness? No. Um, So, yeah, people have asked me and I guess my answer has just been that, you know, it's like I'm, I'm open to it, but it's it's not a priority for me. And it never was. So. Pretty much so, the same. Ge- so you're not like hitting like and a lot of guys aren't coming in with that assumption Mm-mm. or maybe you're just like somehow meeting the right people. <laughs> yeah, that's questionable, but but they're not, they're not asking that question. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just interesting. Like there's all these minefields, I feel like as a woman who is has managed to remain single, we'll phrase it that way, meaning has not been married and divorced mm-hmm. or has not like had a long-term partnership and that resulted in a child and then has like moved on, you know? So like mm-hmm. we've, like I said, I'm, I'm sort of the same person I was like barring a couple COVID transitions mentally, but I'm, I'm basically the same person that I was even maybe 10 years ago. Like maybe that's a stretch, but I live my life the same way mm-hmm. that, that I've been living for 10 years, which is unusual for women. Yeah. We go through so many physical and mental phases yeah. in our life, transitional phases. Yeah. I, I will say, yeah, I, I do feel definitely that I've changed, you know, in, in, with regards to relationships in the last 10 years. I feel now I'm like comfortable being single, you know, it's like, so I was never marriage focused, but I, you know, I wanted to be in a relationship and um, typically did. Whereas now I'm, I'm more like content on my own, I would say. Of course, I'm, you know, I like having a partner and that's um, something that I'm interested in, but it's not like a, it's not like a need that I have. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that's the glory of like suffering through your thirties. Right. That's just the good As thing about old age. Woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As you have to go through this mind fuck of like hitting 39 and being like, wow, my life didn't, is not the way I thought it was going to look like. And, uh, am I okay with that? Yeah. 39's rough. I mean, I, like, I feel like, it, you know, for a lot of women, cause it's like, Personally, I felt like I had a year that I had to basically like make everything right, you know, find the guy, have the baby, do all the thing, you know. And then I was like, 
you know, then it was all of a sudden it was like, oh, actually, no, it's liberating when you don't have to do all of that or think that way. It really is because also you, you're not in control of like, it's it's weird that we feel this pressure. And I, I've, I've heard this pressure comes at different ages as well. I mean, it, it, I think it happens at 30. I think it happens at 35. It, but there's something about like 40 is considered midlife, quote unquote, for mm-hmm. most of us, certainly women. So if there were things that you you wanted to accomplish or you thought you'd accomplish by your midlife, meaning a partnership, meaning children, meaning certain career advancement, and then you're hit with this like reality check of like, well, fuck, what if I don't have it? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you can't make it happen faster, even though you're like, we set all these silly deadlines. I'm going to this year, I'm going to get out there more. I'm going to like really commit to making like finding a partner. <laughs> Mm -hmm. or I don't I don't know all these silly things you make all these deals with the universe that can't possibly be in our control yeah no totally but then I think you see so many other people you know everyone has a different path they've chosen and I feel like everything has you know pros and cons you know nothing's perfect and so I really do believe it's about perspective like there are things that are tough about being single, but there are also things that are liberating and great, you know? Um, and so I think the way, the reason I probably have more peace around right now is that, yeah, I just focus on on the good things and not so much the negatives. What do you love about being single? Okay, I love that I don't have to, if I'm making a decision, you know, I'm just deciding for myself. I don't have to like decide, like it's, you know, consider like what the other person, like, for example, if I want to go and live in another country because I like to travel and I like to do that, I could just go and do that. I don't need to worry about someone else and or if they have kids and if they're in school or any of that. So I don't feel tethered to the same spot, which for me is a big thing. Um, like that's a big one. I think, you know, I don't have to deal with, um, someone who has maybe their issues, you know, like whether that's, I don't know, mood disorders, <laughs> um, you know, just other, someone else's problems. It's more, I have more space to just focus on myself. Mm. Um, so, you know, obviously there are things where like there, are, it's great when you're in a relationship and things are going well, but I've been in relationships and sometimes when they're not going well, it can be challenging. I think it's really liberating. I just want to like emphasize this, like giving a woman in any stage of her life full power to make all the decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, it's something I think we take in stride because we're modern women. But at the same time, we're constantly reminded by our country that um, maybe that's <laughs> maybe it's not real or maybe it's perceived. But even just the fact of like, how I decorated my apartment or how I want to spend my weekend or how I organize my finances, um, what bank I chose to bank with, like everything down to the minutia of our lives, yours and mine at least, mm-hmm. has been decided and chosen by ourselves. And that's like, that's not nothing, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, it's I mean, even I think like COVID, as rough as it was, it definitely taught I mean, I definitely like took some good things away from it. You know, that period of time where it's like the resiliency, being able to be mm-hmm. your own, being okay with your thoughts. Um, when things were like, especially here in New York, things were, you know, pretty scary at the start. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a little, it, there, there were learnings from it. Yeah, you become stronger when you don't have someone else to lean on. Right. 
exactly. You know, and also just like it brought me closer to a lot of my female friends. Like we we all started this WhatsApp group and really, you know, are there for each other. And I've seen that connection mean so much, you know, as, as people go through challenging times, what whatever it is, like, you know, their careers, their relationships, just having that bond and connection. So um, that also brings a lot of joy into my life. Yeah. And, and that's like, you can't, you can't overemphasize like the value of that. And I think this is like, this is what I love about you, the energy that you give off, obviously to single men as well. But like when I first <laughs> met you, but I think I always think, you know, like if I had met someone who was 42 and single and confident in their lives, like when I was 28 or when I was 32, I think I would have been less terrified to turn 40, you know? So the more that I can, we can show women who are older and single and okay. Exactly. The more confidence we'll give people to like make decisions to maybe not get married if you're not ready to get married. Like, exactly. Like it's not like a failure. I think like society. Yes. Like paints this picture of like, you're supposed to do these things. And if you haven't done them, then, you know, there's something wrong with you or you're a failure. And it's just a different path. And like, it, like with any, like I said, with anything, there are some really good things to it. And there are some things that are, yeah, there are days when like, of course, I would love someone to, you know, help me with something around the house, watch a movie with cook, you know, all those things that you get from when you're in a relationship. Um, but yeah, like I said, it, it, that will come along when it comes along. And until then, I'm just going to enjoy um, what I have. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> um, shall we shall we get a little tutorial of how how a person becomes friends with the person they've met on a dating app from you and Greg? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Greg, come back to the podcast. Welcome back. Hey, how are you? We're ready to be taught by you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, no, seriously, I'd love to hear from you both equally. But I and then we'll Greg, I want to get your thoughts on like everything that Tara and I were talking about from a male perspective. But I'd love to hear how you guys went from that like awkward stage of no, I don't think we want to take this further romantically. And Tara, you can jump in here too. But like how how do you do it? Because I haven't been able to do it. So what worked for you guys? I mean, you know, we have good chemistry, um, you know, good friend chemistry. It kind of feels like, I don't know, Tara, how's our dynamic? Because we have a great time together. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I just enjoyed hanging out with her when I was dating her. You know, I was newly out of uh, the 11 year relationship. And, uh, you know, I, I was still, you know, fresh off that relationship. And I just wanted more of that, that companion energy, like somebody I could get along mm -hmm. with. And, mm -hmm. you know, when she, you know, brought that to the table, like, hey, you know, I know we dated, but I uh, would like to be friends. And, you know, I also jumped on. I was like, yeah, you know what? I think it's a good idea. We became friends. And. I kind of feel like with Tara, we have like the part of the relationship where, you know, it feels more, you know, you have your best friend or like a friendship, you know? So I wanted to hold on to that because I just had an amazing time with her and I, we had so many things in common, you know? I, I think you guys are both lucky because, I mean, you and I are friends, obviously, Greg, but yeah. like maybe it hasn't worked for me because this is what someone tried to explain to me is like once a guy views you as a potential partner, romantic, but more importantly, sexual potential partner, they can't like undo it. And so there's always going to be this like weird, well, maybe Jeanette will change her mind and she'll kiss me, even though I'm like, I'm very clear about who I want to pursue romantically and who I don't. And so guys don't take me at my word when I'm like, no, I'd want to be friends. I think they're thinking, oh, maybe that means maybe 
or like it's a slow burn, not now, but maybe in the future where I'm like, but in my mind, I'm like, no, I put you in another category already. I like the friends, the friend zone. <laughs> yeah. Li- the literal friend zone is like in the friend jail. <laughs> friend jail. Um, yeah. Yeah. So maybe you're just lucky in that you found Greg and Greg is able to accept people a, at their word. And he has a lot of female friendships because I, I don't know, like I, I have met a lot of guys, Greg, that say that they don't have any female friends. And I've led a lot of women that say they don't have any male friends. So yeah, it's very, uh, very hard to believe. I mean, and I, like you said, I mean, a lot of my friends are women, you know, I also have actually I'm more women friends that guy than guy friends, to be honest. And I don't know, it's just, I guess I get along with women. I don't know. I mean, I know guys suck. I, you know, I'll give you guys that much. So, you know, I think- Thank like, you. I, I Thank think, you, you know, patriarchy. I mean, yeah. So I do, I do think like, you know, that's why, you know, like why I get along with women because I know that men could be very horrible and, you know, I guess, you know, that's how we get along. I don't know. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I- typically would have had more male friends than female friends. I think now as I've gotten older in life, it's more of a balance. But, and I've had that situation tonight that you're talking about with other friends where it's like, you know, your friends and then, you know, everyone has a few drinks and then it's kind of like, oh, but maybe. And the way I've handled that is just, usually I'm just like, you know, I told you no. Um, and then I kind of just let it go. And they go, okay. <laughs> and we just move on. <laughs> They're like, yeah, like me, right? I'm literally like, I've already decided. I'm sorry you cannot change my mind. Maybe the answer is just that like we three are just like are rare and like we're just open-minded and and you're able to. I really think like I said this once to another male friend when he was drunk and trying to convince me to go home with him. Um, But I said to him, I value your friendship more. And I don't think men believe me when I say that. Like, Mm -hmm. I think like what a friend provides to my life, male or female, is so much more than a relationship because relationship has the potential to end. And you have a different level of intimacy. But like, like I've been friends with Greg since 2009. I've never had a relationship with a partner that's lasted since, what are we into, like year 13, you know? And he's been through a lot of shit with me. Like we've both had major emotional ups and downs in our lives and we've been there for each other. We've had emotional ups and downs in in our own relationship and friendship as well. And we're still here friends today. So like to me, that is so much more valuable and so much more important than like you know, if I had slept with a friend and it gotten weird, then we would have stopped talking to each other three months later. And then like, there goes that friendship, you know? Agreed. Yeah, totally. I think we've, and we've all probably lost friends in that way too. Yeah. A hundred percent. Anyway, it's interesting. Okay. So Greg, mm-hmm. did you ever have an impulse while Tara and I were talking where you were like, uh, I disagree or anything came up for you? Yeah. I mean, talking about being in your forties and dating, you know, um, you know, I, I mean, I'm dating now and sometimes I'm a little embarrassed to tell people like, you know, I, my age is on the apps, first of all, but sometimes when I meet somebody out of the apps, I'm just kind of embarrassing because uh, that I'm that I'm in my forties because I don't want to feel too old. Um, Wait, are you meeting other women in their forties or are you meeting like 25 year olds? I mean, I'm meeting like people in their early thirties or so, but this is outside of the apps because in the apps, you know, I present my age and, you know, right. oh, okay. Okay. yeah, but uh, sometimes, you know, I mean, being in a, dating in our forties, I mean, there's so many different issues. I've gotten the, the, the whole, oh, what's wrong with you? How come you haven't settled down yet? Right. 
Wait, who says that to you? Women say that to you? Yeah, I actually had that before. Like, people ask you, like, really? hey, yeah, how come you're not, like, how come you're dating now? And, you know, how come you're not with somebody? But then, you know, I tell them, you know, I was with somebody for 11 years. It was sort of like, you know, being married, but not really. We had a domestic partnership, right? So it was kind of like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm in my 40s. And I, to be honest, I don't know what I want. It's like, do I want to be in a relationship or do I just want to, um, you know, just be alone with my dog? So Live your damn life. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's, you know, I mean, yeah, I feel like guess the same way. I mean, I've seen so many things happen in the dating world, you know, with me personally. I mean, to the point that I'm like, I don't know what I want or, you know, should I just like be with myself, you know? Do you, as a man, feel pressure to be married at this age in life while you're, even though you came out of an extremely long-term relationship that was like essentially marriage, like, do you feel pressure from your family, your friends, from society, whatever the hell? Well, I'm a man. I don't have the same little pressure as I do that women do. So, right. yeah. But do you feel it? Uh, not you, at all. Do you personally feel it? Nope, okay. never. Yeah. So women don't like, even the women are coming in, like meeting you being like, why are you single? They're not coming in being like, what have you, what have you done wrong? Is that the phrase? Yeah. What have you done wrong in your life that you're yeah, not married yet? Pretty much, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I do meet, you know, some women that, you know, are in their thirties and, you know, do like want to go out with me and they, they tell me they want to have a kid. That's a big thing that happens. And I tell them I can because I already have a kid. You know, so I'm already already a father. Sorry, uh, the flat's taken. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. So it's, uh, you know, I have to explain to them, like, listen, I'm a single father, blah, blah. But uh, yeah, that's the, that, that's the only thing that I feel is up front when I'm dating somebody that, you know, they right away, you know, when I tell them I already have a kid and I don't know if I want to have any more, then, you know, that date ended right there, you know? Really? That happens a lot. Yeah. Hold on. So you're meeting women who yeah. are like looking to settle down. I, I'm not even going to use the word fix. It was going to come out of my mouth, uh -huh. but like essentially like fill in what they think, what they perceive to be missing in their life. They're like on the hunt for a husband. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've noticed a lot of women that are getting close to their like late thirties or yeah. are really, yeah. really, really looking to like settle down, get married, have a kid because they feel like their biological clock is like ticking. So if, there's been many times that I've gone on dates and I explain like, Hey, uh, yeah, I'm a father. I don't know if I want to have a kid anymore. Uh, they tell me right on the spot, I don't think it's going to work out. I'm looking for somebody that, you know, is looking to have kids. I'm like, oh, okay. And that, but shouldn't they be upfront about that? Like on the dating app? I mean, like, they, they are, I mean, they say, op, I mean, open to children, you know, so. No, that's different from, I need someone to like inseminate me in four months. Yeah. So mostly, yeah. So I mostly, you know, go, I will go on a date with somebody that, you know, says that on their app and I'm like, okay, cool. I get there. I realized. No, it's okay. But you know, like when I see that, I go on a date and, I'm, and I tell them like, hey, you know, uh, yeah, I'm a father, you know, I guess you say you were open to kids on your app. So that for me, that means like, it doesn't matter. I have know. one. <laughs> you can share them with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like that. I'm fascinated again by this idea of like, so let's pretend that these women are all 39 and talking about that like internal pressure that both Tara and I felt that like sort of you reach this point where you're like, oh shit, my life doesn't look like the way that I thought when I was 25, my life was going to look like. And like, how do I handle that mentally? You know, I'm always, I'm just curious if these women, like, are they, I don't know, do they think they want to be, not that you can answer this, but like, do they think they they want a baby or is it just like FOMO? Cause I've had FOMO and maybe Chara, you can speak to this too. Like that whole thing of like, well, if I don't have a child, am I going to regret it later? But that's not necessarily an active 
I want to have a baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. The FOMO, yeah, the FOMO thing, I haven't had it. But I also, I, I was with someone for a long time who had children. So I kind of, I, you know, I, that's probably something you should remember. I kind of like got a little scratch that of like <laughs> stepmom step yeah. step role for a while. Um, and... Yeah, that's probably had a lot to do with it as well. I, I personally love when my friends tell me like how terrible it is to be a parent. Like I get off on that so bad when like one of my friends was recently telling me she was like going through two years of hell with her toddler. And I was like, tell me more. Tell me everything. <laughs> I like like I, I want someone to like ruin child motherhood, childhood for me so that I, it just takes it out of my out of my brain a little bit because it's I'm still not 100 percent sorted on like. If that's something I want or if something I'm at some point someone told me I should want, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Or like what the reality of it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, like, like we said, I think the more that society can show us like older women that have chosen not to have kids or have just sort of accidentally fallen into life where like it didn't happen that are like, okay, and maybe even happier than women that have been through several divorces and or single moms or whatnot. Like the more women are like empowered to make choices out of, not out of fear. I guess mm -hmm. that's all I'm saying. It's like, are women coming to Greg being like, I want to have a baby because they're afraid that that's something that they should be wanting or that they're missing out on and not necessarily that they like actively want to have a kid, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I think there's like, you know, biological stuff happening too, where your body is telling you oftentimes, um, I don't think my clock was very loud. <laughs> it was broken, but other people have had really loud ones. <laughs> yeah. No, when someone said to me once, like, she was like, I knew I was ready to have a baby when I just like every baby on the street just made me like my heart melt. And I was like, hmm, I don't have that feeling. Usually I'm frowning because they're really fucking annoying. <laughs> Usually I'm like, shut your baby up. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I don't know, maybe I don't need to be a mother. <laughs> every baby just pisses me off. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> you know it's true. You've been around me where I'm like, oh, yeah, to you. <laughs> yeah, you're so loud right now. You're like, oh, really? Let's let's move. <laughs> people, yeah, people are like, do you want to hold my baby? And I'm like, I'm okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, anything else, Greg? That like just came up for you either in this conversation or um, just, like, I mean, I, something you I feel like you know, judged. being in New York City. Um, you know, if I was a woman in my 40s, you know, not wanting to have kids, I think it's a perfect place to be. You know, it's very accepting of, mm -hmm. you know, independent women. And I feel like that's a big, you know, draw for people that want to be here, you know. You know, I don't know how it would be in other parts of the country, but uh, I'm glad that I guess our local society in, t in the city accepts that type of lifestyle, you know. Yes. And... um you guys aren't the only people in their 40s that I know that don't want to have kids or don't feel the need to have kids, which I think is amazing. And uh, there's no judgment in my part. I feel like it's, you know, me personally, I feel like it's okay. And I think independent women that know what they want and feel comfortable in having kids, it's fucking amazing and really cool, you know? Well, this is why you have so many female friends, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> you know, You're I mean, like the, the number one feminist. I love it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, it's like you guys are human. I'm human. It's like, yes, we, you know, we might have X, Y chromosomes, but at the end of the day, we're both, we're human. We're people. We have our own wants, needs, and like our goals and desires. Right. So, you know, as long as you respect that from somebody, you know, it's just, 
it's great. <laughs> yeah. But I think we're also like the three of us are all very lucky, not just because we are reinforced by the city that we live in, but we have managed to find people that reinforce our lifestyle. Like the fact that the three of us were all available midweek to like drop our lives and, you know, like go play in the Hamptons for three days and have no guilt about that. Like, like you said, Tara, we didn't have to get permission from someone else to be like, hey, or like you brought your dog with you, Greg. Like we didn't have to find a dog sitter or a baby babysitter or whatever it was, like the three of us empower each other to have the kind of lives that people want to have in their 40s if they're single. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of like sense. We're I very mean, lucky people. <laughs> yeah. I remember like when we were hanging out in the pool and there were like all the parents with the kids and I don't know what, what you guys were thinking, but in my head, I'm like, holy cow, I'm so glad I don't, I don't have a kid on me right now. It'll be like ruining my chill time, you know, even though I do have a kid, I would like to bring my kid there at some point, you know, but <laughs> like <the> for <laughs> the moment, for the time being, I was just enjoying that moment, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, when the three of us were there having a good time and then that, that family with the babies rolled in and that that child was screaming her face off. Um, yeah, that totally, like I had that moment where I was like, I'm really glad that I'm me and I'm not them. Not to be an ass, but I am. Well, you so. know, well, I'm just enjoying my time. You know, I, I do have a kid, so I'm like, I eventually, hopefully my kid will be cool and not like, you know, like a little devil. But like, you know, right oh, now- no, you're going to like, you're going to get the biggest asshole as a child. Just you wait. Just you wait. I'm, you know, fingers <laughs> crossed. But let's see. I'm, at least I'm getting mentally ready and I'm just enjoying my time right now. You, you know? are. Yeah. Well, listen, I appreciate you both. Like, it means a lot to me that we are in each other's lives and that you help me feel less alone, both with my choices and just like in general. So I'm I'm grateful for both of you. I'm so glad we met Tara because we're totally on the same page on so many levels. Um, I'm excited to do some more silly, fun, single things with both totally. of you guys in the future. Yeah, I'm really glad, uh, you know, you guys met and got along right off the bat. You know, that was like amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it, amazing. I know. I love it too. I love when that happens. And I think that's like part of the reason why, you know, when you're asking about why Greg and I are friends, it's like, like that, you know, like knowing that you're the other people in your lives you're going to get along with and just, you know, having that harmony. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like you, there's a there's an innate trust of like every time I meet people that Greg knows they're I know they're going to be cool. You know what I mean? Like that's a real friendship where you're like everyone you're friends with, I'm going to be friends with. They're cool people. So I thank you guys so much for coming together and talking with me on this. I know we had this conversation over drinks, but like, thanks for doing it and letting me record it, I guess, and letting me share it with other people. But I'm always really grateful when people decide to come on and, and share their vulnerabilities and their inner lives. So thank you both for being here. I appreciate it. Well, welcome, Jeanette. I'm really glad I finally got to come to your podcast. I know. It's so fun. It's so funny. Well, like I said, when Greg gave me this idea for the podcast, he was in a relationship. So we've like really come full. It's like super meta to have you here. Yeah, thanks, oh. Jeanette. It's super fun. And I will just mention, I just want to give you credit, Greg, because like Greg is my number one fan as well. My ambassador, as I like to joke, like every time he meets another single woman or another single person, he's always like, oh, my God, you have to listen to my friend's podcast. So he really is like a really big champion and it means a lot to me. So thank you. Oh, yeah. No problem, Jeanette. It's a really fun podcast. So. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you have a bestie in your life who is approaching 40 or is in her 40s and is fearing these these 
life questions come up that Tara and I talked about, feel free to share. As always, you guys know we're over on hashtag single pod on Instagram. Come join in the conversation, share your comments and all your ridiculous memes about dating. Feel free to tag us. And we hope to catch you next time in another two weeks with a badass guest expert in the dating and relationship industry. Until then, we will catch you next time.